Good morning. I'm George Stocker, and this is Last Week in .NET for the week ending December 19th, 2020. Between the SolarWinds hack, Microsoft releasing a working document detailing the problems with the .NET ecosystem, and a bouncy castle crypto vulnerability, it's been a busy week. Let's dive in and see what happened, shall we? Emo Landworth, program manager for the .NET team, writes a document on the ecosystem problems in .NET. Now, this document is monumental in it being a candid take on the .NET open source software ecosystem problem. And while it says it's softer than I will, it partially lays the blame for the state of the .NET ecosystem on Microsoft. Now, building trust with your community is the first step to solving any problem. And let's be clear, building trust, if you don't already have it, should always be the first step. And this document does just that. Now, Microsoft is its own worst enemy when it comes to building a sustainable ecosystem for .NET. Now, luckily for us, they're at least aware of the problem. There's also a GitHub issue devoted to feedback on this document, and you should chime in if you have passionate thoughts on the subject. I know I do. .NET Core updates are coming to Microsoft Update, not Windows Update. Well, okay, not exactly. Client updates will happen through the automatic updates, and server updates will happen via uh, WUSIS and Microsoft Update. Now, somewhere a sysadmin is crying. The Bouncy Castle project has a vulnerability in its authentication module, which allows attackers to very easily figure out hashed passwords. Now, the flaw? It checks that the characters exist in the string instead of checking that the characters are at the correct index. Hug ops to the Bouncy Castle team. Not to be outdone by Apple, Microsoft is designing its own ARM chips for its servers and Surface PCs. Now, no amount of designing your own chips will get Microsoft out of the we must support all of our software from the beginning of time problem they've created for themselves. And that problem is central to why just making ARM chips won't make things faster. Maybe this is the business person in me talking, but perhaps some of these 25-year-old applications need to be rewritten off of uh, Win32? Codemaze walks through authentication in ASP.NET Core with Angular. Now, when I saw this, I got excited when I thought they were going to cover authorization too. But no, but no, no one covers authorization. Authorization is like a married couple sex. You know people do it, but you never see it, and they don't really talk about how they do it that much. You, know, you too can win $250 by taking part in the .NET Foundation State of .NET Survey. Yes, I have jokes, but I'll put those aside for a second to say, you should take this survey. The .NET Foundation needs to hear what you find important, and they need you to be as direct about it as possible. Also, how can Microsoft possibly figure out which open source project to torpedo next if you're not telling them which ones you're using? The SolarWinds DLL used to hijack systems called SolarGate was cataloged last week by the folks at Microsoft. Now, in case you missed that fun, 
nation-state-level hackers found the deployment credentials for SolarWinds updates on GitHub, engineered an update with a malicious payload inside of it, got into a few dozen different government agency networks, used that payload to install backdoors and laterally move into other systems, and all the while kept it secret for nine months. Now, this post that Microsoft puts together goes deep into an analysis of that DLL. Leslie Carhart writes up her own thoughts on the SolarWinds attacks. There's no snark here. Leslie is one of the smartest InfoSec people I know, and her commentary is always helpful in these trying times. Remember when movie tie-ins were terrible video games? Well, now it's using the movie to teach people how to code, and we're all the better for it. Space Jam, a new legacy, is coming out, and why not use it to teach people how to code? Zamgirl has a blog post out showing you how to implement multi-binding in Xamarin forms. Now, blog posts on Xamarin are the programmer's equivalent of a gym membership. I read them, and I really want to pick up Xamarin forms, but then I have Ionic sitting right there, and I just don't do it. I can just read the blog posts and learn Xamarin vicariously through that, right? Telerik reminds you of 10 things you probably didn't know about Blazor. Now, not covered in the list is that Blazor is the programming language for stoners, and it represents an underground attempt to make Mary Jane mainstream. I, 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 I can't do it. I can't write satire about QAnon without it sounding completely nuts and completely plausible that someone thinks all of it at the same time. So there is a blog post by David Pine that shows you how to make localization using machine-generated translations in Azure. Well, that's pretty flippin' neat. The team working on system.text.json details what's next. On this blog post, and given that uh, Newtonsoft JSON is functionally stable and doesn't seem to be getting any more updates, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for teams looking for new JSON serialization to use Newtonsoft JSON. And so we may as well embrace what Microsoft has created here. David Fowler shares his progress on improving HTTP.sys for teams migrating from .NET Framework to .NET 5, a.k.a. .NET Core. And given the age of code in question, this PR serves as a really good way to see how to make performance improvements to code that's almost 20 years old. .NET Rocks interviewed Laura Laban, CEO of Infinite Flight, on her product, which is also called Infinite Flight, which is a .NET and C-sharp mobile flight simulator. Yes, a mobile flight sim written in C-sharp and using .NET. That alone is amazing. Nick Craver, architecture lead at Stack Overflow, dives deep into a mysterious bug the Stack Overflow team was running into and what they found was causing it. Stack Overflow runs on .NET 5. And this Twitter thread is about as close as you can come to being along for the ride. Now, it's, it's well worth your time to read, and I won't spoil it here for you. Microsoft changed its certification programs, and now they're free. But you have to renew them yearly. This isn't so bad, especially given the rate of change these days. It's one reason why a last week in .NET wouldn't have worked before .NET Core. I mean, release cycles were counted in years, not weeks. Channel 9 deep dives into what is MSAL plus Microsoft 
www.identity.web, to which I have a follow-up question. Uh, how is this different from Identity Server? And that's what happened last week in .NET. Now, we're going to be feeling the effects of the SolarWinds attack for years. Now, the sheer patience involved in the attack, coupled with the way that systems were compromised, and how lateral movement occurred, means that it could be quite a while before we know the full extent of the damage. And on that happy note, I'll see you next week. Maybe. It depends on what sort of news comes out this week in the world of .NET. It being close to Christmas, there's probably not going to be a whole lot. I'm George Stocker, and I help teams double their productivity through test-driven development. If your team would like to go home at 5 p.m. and not worry about regression bugs keeping you up late at night, reach out at www.doubleyourproductivity.io, and I will see you next week.